Welcome uh, once again to Five Questions with the CEO, a recurring podcast where we have an opportunity to talk with Ben's members and learn a bit more about their journeys. Today, we're going up to the northeastern part of the United States to talk with Boston member Ed Davis. Ed is currently the president and CEO of the Edward Davis Company, a business strategy and security service firm. He leads a team of former federal, state, and local law enforcement officials, military officials, researchers, and attorneys, all with extraordinary networks and connections. And together, they lend their expertise to crisis response, risk management, site assessments, facility security design, audit and compliance, thought leadership, and policy and strategy consulting. Ed uh, had a long, uh, before uh, taking, uh, becoming, uh, before he started his company, he had a long 35 career, 35-year career in law enforcement, which culminated as the police commissioner for the city of Boston from 2006 to 2013, during which, among many, many other things, he oversaw law enforcement operations in support of six world championship celebrations and the Boston Marathon bombing which uh, for, for many of us who witnessed that, and for those of us who are very peculiar to the to counterterrorism, was really a model of uh, interagency uh, collaboration and, and cooperation and great communication with, uh, uh, with the citizens of, of, uh, of Boston. Uh, prior to that, uh, Ed was with the Lowell Police Department where he served in positions, starting as a patrol officer and then culminating as the superintendent. Ed, we're really, really excited to have you with us today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, General. It's always an honor to speak with you, uh, with your incredible accomplishments in your career. Uh, thank you for that kind introduction. Thanks. That's great. Uh, thank you very much. So um, I do have, I, I did learn here that in the last week or so, you have become a grandfather. Um, so just to kind of preempt things, how, how's that transition going? Uh, it's, it's, it's totally special. I'll tell you, it's, uh, I, it wasn't something I was looking forward to. I didn't want to rush into this grandparent thing quickly, but uh, I'll tell you, now that it's here, it's uh, the best thing ever. My son is a police officer in uh, in Lowell, and his wife, who had the baby, is a police officer in Medford. So uh, it's uh, it's a great it's a great uh, thing for the family. We're all excited. Wow, that's uh, that's fantastic, and uh, we're going to examine the family connections in just a moment here, but just. Uh, I, I, you know, as a as a grandfather myself, I, uh, I just, it is such it is so neat to watch your own children raise children, and then of course have the opportunity to 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 be around little kids again. It's just really great. Uh, congratulations to you and your and your whole family on that. Thank so, you so um, much. Thank you. So you know, you you grew up uh, as you kind of illustrated. Your son and <clears throat> daughter-in-law are police officers. And you grew up in a uh, in a law enforcement family, so I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that, about what it was like to to grow up in that, how it in, influenced you, and maybe a story or two about uh, about that experience. Sure, uh, it, it was uh, it was extremely influential on my life. Um, my dad was a police officer. Um, he was in detectives when I uh, was a young kid. Um, and he also, incidentally, uh, he, he ran a business uh, back in the 1960s. He was uh, uh, the owner of the ambulance service in our city and, and for all the towns around. So he had five of those old Cadillac ambulances. And uh, between the police work and the ambulance work and the fact that I was driven to uh, 
my first day of kindergarten in, in an ambulance. Uh, it certainly had a big impact <laughs> on my life. <laughs> That's uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty cool. And of course, now you've had you have children following you into this uh, profession as well. Thanks very much for the uh, contributions of the broader Davis family in law enforcement. That's uh, that's great. Um, so you were you were also the police commissioner in the city of Boston during the uh, during the law enforcement response to the. 2013 uh, Boston Marathon uh, bombing, and of course this was a uh, it was kind of a major field test of the interagency task forces and other things that were created in wake of the 9/11 terror attacks. I wonder if uh, if you can talk a little bit about how coordination changed, uh, what you saw as kind of the keys to success there, and what did you learn out of that whole that whole experience. It really was um, an experience that that had its roots in the immediate aftermath to 9/11. I was working with the New Jersey State Police that day and ended up um, up near the city. I never went to the site, but um, I, I was there when the, the colonel uh, put his response together, responding to the bridges to lock down Manhattan, and um, so I had a, a, a bird's eye view of what was happening, and then. Later on, I went to the site and worked on the site about a week or so later. Um, and then we had a meeting with the FBI director. Myself and a number of my colleagues, five or six of us, were called down. And um, the director was, was newly installed and um, talked about some of the challenges that he was facing and, and the bureau was facing and wanted to talk about how we could all work together. And out of that meeting came a significant number of changes that directly impacted our response to the marathon. And so I'm proud to say that uh, we were working uh, in, in, in real close coordination through the uh, Joint Terrorism Task Forces that had been established before 9-11, but had actually um, expanded immensely after that. And, um, and we were also one of the, the main members of the the fusion centers that were established across the country that really increased cooperation and collaboration between local and federal authorities. Th those lessons that we learned in that period of time made our response to the marathon much better. And I remember going into um, into the director's office again after the marathon incident and uh, the deputy director of the FBI saying, you guys captured or killed the two guys responsible for this in 104 hours. He said that's a remarkable accomplishment. And I think he was right, but it could not have happened without a significant partnership. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. And and can, can you just can you talk a little bit about the communications to the, you know, to the local population? I mean, I think all of us can recall watching this on TV and of course all of this is playing out in in the neighborhoods of, of Boston and so can you talk a little bit about about that aspect of it as well? Sure. I'd been to my share of press conferences before this incident, but I had never seen anything like this. This was an international incident. Incident. There were literally hundreds of reporters at the press conference, and it was intense. And um, and so we we did our best to to you know to put information out, valid, accurate information, as quickly as we could uh, to to the general public. People were frightened and they needed to know what was going on. But one thing we learned is that um, social media played an enormous role for us. We had established a pretty robust process of 
reaching out to the community during riots or um, homicides that were occurring through social media and developing leads and establishing a dialogue with the community. And because of that experience, we opted to social media within minutes of the bombs going off. And because the cell phones had shut down and there were a lot of command and control issues occurring at that time, the social media link to the community made an enormous difference that was actually studied by Harvard and NYPD mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it was a big deal. Yeah. That's uh, that's great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing that. So now, you know, you're with uh, with the Ed Davis uh, uh, company, um, you know, your 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 consulting practice helps clients prepare for kind of effective responses to uh, um, to uh, potential crises. I, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about, you know, about the work of your company and uh, and, uh, you know, some of what you're doing, some of the challenges that you're uh, that you're seeing out there with uh, with the clients and others that you're working with. Yes, uh, thank you. So at our company, we're engaged in, in uh, something called convergence, which is the melding together of uh, physical and cybersecurity. Uh, I have uh, Admiral Mike Brown uh, retired uh, mm -hmm. on my staff. Mike left the military and NSA and uh, he, he stood up CISA, worked at Homeland Security. We're able to pull together physical security experts and Mike and, and his team uh, to really give a company a, um, a, a real uh, preventive risk uh, profile uh, that, that keeps them out of trouble. Now, part of my practice is crisis management. So we go in after <clears throat> bad, bad things have happened and we get a chance to see what, we, what could have happened if they had called us earlier. So we'd much rather be there beforehand, but if something does happen, we have a great team to go in to mitigate the damage that, that's been done. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing that. So, you know, you've been a member of Ben's now for a number of years. And uh, I'm wondering, um, you know, you were part of our Ben's commission on the national response that we stood up uh, last year, 2020, that kind of looked at how the nation, the public, private and civil sectors responded to the pandemic and and what we could learn out of that and, and how we make sure that we're prepared for the next sustained nation, you know, nation, nationwide uh, emergency. I'm, I'm wondering what what are your thoughts on key changes and areas that we need to continue to focus on to improve our resiliency and our and our response to uh, disasters of all kinds, whether it's terrorism or whether it's natural or or in this case, you know, kind of a bio threat uh, with uh, with uh, with uh, with this health concern. Right. You know, that was an, a really exciting um, experience to 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 go through um, sort of department by department and business by business as to how people responded to this. And you know, nine eleven and this pandemic have been seminal moments in the um, ability to recognize threats and harden our, our country uh, to be able to deal better with them in the, in the future. And just like in, in any kind of a crisis, after action reports, studies, and those, those areas that have been laid bare as being deficient in, in, in our ability to protect ourselves need to be studied, they need to be concentrated on, they need to be uh, uh, removed, uh, and, and, and new practices have to be put in place. It happened after 9-11. Uh, the, the commission that was put together uh, made a 
made a big difference in the way we respond now. And similarly, that same process should happen after this uh, this terrible scourge of of uh, this pandemic is uh, is behind us, and we can we can try to prepare for the future. Because the experts that we work with, and we've been we've been working on COVID for the last year and a half with with a physician, mm-hmm. public mm-hmm. health nurse on staff, they tell us it's going to happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it, and uh, and uh, we really appreciate your great work. So my last question to you is a question I ask all of our podcast guests here, and that is, what what brought you to Ben's, Ed? Well, um, right after uh, the the marathon bombing, uh, I was introduced to Ben's while I was uh, involved in testimony before Congress, and. Um, Ben's was doing a, a review, um, and it had to do with the way uh, we work together, federal, state, and local. Um, and, and that that review did uncover a couple of problems. Uh, as 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 much as better we were prepared to deal with this incident after 9/11, we were not perfect, and there were a lot of things, a few things that needed to be corrected. And so Ben's was able to get in the mix and cause that to happen. Working with Ben's and with the major city police chat task force, we were able to get specific changes to federal policy. That's not an easy thing to do. So I was pretty excited mm-hmm. to be a part of it. And then since then, the you know the, the relationships that I've developed with um, members of the military and uh, and other business leaders and and having that incredible opportunity to see how things work and learn from it have, have really been an incredible and exciting opportunity for me. So, uh, you know, you, you you join up with a lot of groups and you, you try to be active in, in local and state and federal, but this will be the last group I leave. This group is incredibly impactful and, and satisfying to be a part of. Thanks, Ed. I really appreciate uh, appreciate the great comments are on, on Ben. So, and thank you for joining us for, uh, for all of our listeners today, we've been talking with uh, Boston member Ed Davis, um, who is the president and CEO of the Edward Davis Company, and of course, a longtime law enforcement uh, leader uh, up here in the Northeast and really nationally. So, Ed, thank you once again for taking a little bit of uh, time in your day to talk with us, and we really appreciate your great uh, continued support, Ben. It's an honor to talk to your audience. Thank you so much, Joe.